0: You're listening to you
1: Medically Unbiased, unbiased, offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See, an unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah.
0: Medically Unbiased.
1: Hello and welcome back to another amazing episode of Medically Unbiased. I'm here with Ron. Thanks for the two week break. Um, that we took. No, I should be thanking you. Yeah, you should be. Cause I left and went on vacation for a few days. Uh, yes, I had to get away from the heat. I don't blame you. It was hot, man. It's like a hundred million degrees here. It's still
0: hot. One sixteen yesterday.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I can't, I can't even go outside. I hate going outside. I'm running from air conditioned vehicle to air conditioned building <laughs> this is what I, that's my exercise for the day is sprinting between my air conditioned car to the building. So it's not good. No. But uh, in recent news, not COVID, just recent news, there's been some strikes at different hospitals around town. Have you noticed that? So, And th- there's been some nationally as well. And National Nurses United is a is a union out of California, and they have been striking at uh, facilities there, and they struck. were on strike here. And people need to understand, when you go on strike – like you, it's a planned event. It's not like people just walked off the job and decided to strike. Like that would be what how it used to be, right? Yeah. So it used to be that the whole facility shut down. I remember. I remember years ago when I was um, long before I was a nurse. I worked at a company, and we all of the people who worked in the shop on the shop floor were upset at the way they were being treated by management Mm -hmm. and they just didn't show up to work that day. So the manager and the assistant manager tried and failed to operate the entire production floor without the 20 plus employees that operate that floor. Mm -hmm. And that company figured that just because those people didn't show up, it was a, I don't know what the financial loss was, but it was substantial. So, they made it known that they were important, right? Yep. I, I don't know that this strike situation from the nursing staff had its impact that it wanted to.
0: Um, I mean, it got it, it did get national media. Okay, and there were some interviews.
1: Yeah, I saw that there was interviews on TV.
0: So I mean, people heard about it. I don't. I don't know if anything came from it per se.
1: Like, you know, There's nothing changed for the staff or whatever
0: yeah i mean the the, i know the hospitals i'm sure most of the hospitals are you know um backpedaling to try to get staff in faster maybe the the the, you know if they're complaining about staffing issues right um i think the struggle we have now is there's there's other states that are that have offered up more money to Mm. get travelers and
1: and people travel pay is for nursing staff, people who don't know, nurses, there's a tra- thing called travel nursing. And I think we've mentioned this before, but I'll go over it again. You can literally do 12-week assignments. So that's three-month assignments mm-hmm. in a in an area that, you know, Las Vegas is well-known for having a high tourism volume. But we're also known, lesser known for it, but we're also somewhat like Florida where we have snowbirds. And in the wintertime, our elderly patients or retirees that are financially stable, they may have a house in Wisconsin or, you know, Somewhere Michigan cold. or something cause that's colder.
0: Preferably, yeah.
1: Right. And then they come here during the winter months. And when they do, they need medical care, right? So yeah. I, I'll see them in clinic for cardiology. They may have to go to the hospital for care. So in the wintertime, we are often busier in our hospitals because of, those patients that are not here during the 116 degree days. Yeah. You know, so travel, so travel nursing was developed to be able to facilitate those times when we just need a little assistance.
0: Yeah. When we're at peak. Yeah.
1: We're at peak, but we need more people to facilitate caring for these patients. So the hospital may hire 10 or whatever travel nurses for the three months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then those nurses will leave after that, Time frame and they'll go work wherever else yeah
0: because let so a little background though you know hospitals um, the majority of their budget is in payroll it's like sixty percent right of their budget is the is supplied for uh, staff to take care of and facilitate taking care of patients in the hospital um, now obviously from a budget standpoint you're going to have your peaks and your valleys right so you're going to have your highs and your lows but they'll do the average for both and that's generally what they'll keep uh, nursing census uh, at okay so let's just throw out a let's say you have a 10 bed icu unit Um, you need five nurses if you're at two to one ratio well the 10-bed unit could, let's say it can balloon up to 20 if need be.
1: Right, because you could double the beds or whatever.
0: Whatever. So on our peaks, we're at 10 nurses versus five. Right. Well, we don't we don't have extra nurses in our pocket, and this is where you're alluding to is that we would reach out or any hospital would reach out and try to to recruit nurses
1: from other There's, But there's companies that specifically have in their – fold travel nurse you go to work for a company yeah right so we'll nurse, reach out nurse rx is a company that literally employs they pay they pay the nursing staff and the nurses that come to work at the facility are contracted through let's say nurse rx or you know whatever company mm-hmm. and those those nurses then get paid so the hospital pays nurse rx a fee cuz nurse rx says look I have employees. I will get like a temp staffing agency. I will give you this many employees, and it's going to cost you this much money. Yeah, you know.
0: So the the whole riot, you know, not rioting <laughs> too so, soon. Yeah, right. Too soon. So the whole picketing or whatever they're doing nationally right. is is because we're we're seeing volumes, even though our volume is lower uh, in a summertime. Right. It's still higher than what we normally would see in a summertime. Okay if that makes some sense. But, yeah. So, because the volume is higher, but
1: not. Higher because of COVID or higher just in general? Yeah,
0: so the patients are sicker with COVID. Right. I don't think any of the hospitals are 100% full of COVID patients. Um, I think we've gone beyond that. New York might have been, New York um, probably was, New Jersey and a few others probably had some very high, uh, amount of you know um, capacity with COVID, but I would say any, any other state hospital system had COVID patients, but probably not. Uh, they weren't full, right? Okay, From right, COVID, right? But because they're still COVID patients, those patients still need to be cared for, and their their acuity is a little bit more, especially in the ICU, because you're we're proning patients, meaning we're flipping them to their belly, right? Right. As opposed to just laying people on their back, yeah. It, just it takes more takes, people. To takes take more care people, care. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure that the people that are picketing are, are a couple of things or a couple of things they're picketing for. One is they're, you know, they they feel like they don't have enough staff. They're they're coworkers, there's not enough of them to help them. Okay. And then on top of it, you're you're being asked because there's not enough and because there's no travel nurses that are coming in, mm-hmm. they're being asked to work multiple days. So they, you know, ple not mandatory they're being asked or begged or however you want to look at it. Right. Please come to work. We need your help because we don't have enough staff. Makes and, sense. And then you throw in the whole, um, there's a lot of excessive PPEs. How are we processing those? Are they- See,
1: I, and I, I have to agree with the ones striking because I've said from the outset, if a facility is not going to give me new PPE, PPE, personal protective equipment, if they're not going to issue me a new N95 mask,
0: Well, it's not that they're not going to... You'll get a new one every day. The problem is, and this I would think is for most of the hospitals that don't have a lot of them, you have to utilize that one throughout the day. So it's not like in the past we would go into the patient's room, wear the mask, come out of the patient's room, or before you come out, take the mask off and be on our way and get another mask. Yeah. I think a lot of these facilities are...
1: No, there's facilities in town right now... That are making nurses put the 95 in a bag, yeah, and then yeah they're autoclaving, Then they're autoclaving the goddamn mask, and then I'm they're sure making sure There a is, is. I'm, I can, I'm and there's sure no there precedent is. for that. That's a bunch of crap. And yeah. if I was at the bedside again, I would be having a problem with it. So
0: there, I'm sure there is hospitals out there that do that. I haven't seen that
1: no i know you haven't but uh,
0: but the, but i i can understand their frustration i yeah. don't want to wear a, a mask or double layer a mask
1: right. where
0: i still have to utilize i don't want to wear the same mask over and over again throughout the day right let alone having to get a new mask that's supposedly new but it's been autoclaved you know it's from not the company. new
1: right so then the, so with the people striking has it changed anything do you believe like you said to me that you think the striking is not fair, or not good because they're risking patients by striking. Well, I I feel. Am I, am I wrong in what my? Well, no. I, I, I mean, I
0: here's what I feel. I feel it depends on how the union. If you have union, if you're striking because you have a union versus not, I would think it's mostly union driven.
1: It's union driven. Well, it's. <laughs> I don't know that it's union-driven. I think it's union member-driven. I don't think the union itself is saying, let's strike over here. Absolutely. I think the members of the union are utilizing the union as a powerful tool. I do not believe the president or the leader of the union has decided to make this strike possible. Is that fair?
0: I would say that the president or the leader of the union is in in, in direct communication with the nursing staff and will do what what do what the nursing staff would want.
1: Well, that's what the and union I think is they for. Would, I'm not sure. a union advocate by any stretch. I no, but, but I'm sure. Dysfunctional, but, but the but.
0: thing is, the, the head of the union is not a nurse. The head of the nursing union right. is not medical at all.
1: That's stereotypical of all medical problem professions. In sure. This, you know, MBAs e, run hey, the facility.
0: The head of the hospitals are not. CEOs are not. Not medical.
1: Unless you go to a teaching facility. Okay, good. Like That's, that's great. Yeah, you go to like mail, I think you're run by doctors, not run by
0: so the, the only business thing, people. The only thing that scares me about that, about the non-medical head of the union that says to the staff, well, we're going to strike and I want you guys to call out sick. I want you guys to not go to work.
1: Oh, so sick calls are on the rise.
0: Sick calls are on the rise, but but sick calls are have always been there.
1: You know, people. get yeah, to sick. some degree,
0: right? Yeah, but do they increase or do they spike after a uh, protest or however you want to look right. at it? So, and if they do, this is where I have a problem with because they may be proving a point, but right. it's at the expense of the patient.
1: See, I don't so believe. I don't believe that's that where, argument.
0: That's where I have a problem with.
1: See, and I, I don't think that's the case. I think. I mean, I I don't think they're doing it at the expense of the patient. The patient is the patient. They're going to be in the hospital, and there's someone going to care for the patient. But if you're calling out sick because you're making a protest or you're not showing up in protest of not having care for you, the first thing that we don't do in the medical field is care for self. That's the first thing we fail to Mm -hmm. do as nurses. Mm -hmm. And this isn't COVID-related. This is just in general, right? We don't care for ourselves. We eat we horribly. We don't go to lunch. We, we don't, don't go to the bathroom. Correct. There's you know, a lot of things we don't do. There's a lot of things that aren't even available yeah. because the staffing isn't available to allow like us to get help turning a 500-pound patient. It takes a lot of effort to move a big, fat person around. That's not an easy task. And not all facilities are, have the luxury of having you know cranes to move these people, right? A gantry crane or... You know, patient lift to move these people. So it's upon yourself to do it, or find you and a couple people to do it, and you put yourself at risk for getting hurt. Sure. Not all hospitals have self-drive beds that have a motor to drive the bed. So you're pushing this ever increasingly heavier bed, right? As the beds get bigger, pushing and and pulling, pushing, mm -hmm. pulling, twisting, yanking, trying to get an elevator so you can take the patient to CT. You're putting yourself at risk. So there comes a time when you just snap and you say, and you as the nurse, I would believe, says, I need to watch out for me. And if the hospital I work for does not have my best interests at heart, maybe I need to go somewhere else, or maybe I need to just quit, or maybe I need to make them realize that I'm important. And
0: and that's fine. Quit. You quit. Quit.
1: So what if at that, least?
0: So if you're not there, listen. If right. you if you're that nurse on that floor, and you came to work that day, and you just you just found out. Let's say you weren't in the union, right? Right. And you didn't you didn't hear any of this stuff, and you come to work, and you're like, oh yeah, my five besties are going to be here tonight. Oh, they're not. They all they all protest. They are all not here tonight. Right. Okay. Well, now it's me, and let's say you're supposed to have five nurses, and you only have two right or three right it's you and three or four patients in the icu setting which is not ideal
1: no will you're it will be it be two. cared for right. yes will Shit, they be be care horribly, for it be horribly it'd be a horrible care it's, it'd be less appropriate care
0: okay but these people consciously took the day off to protest for their health though letting their partner just but, crash and burn
1: like, but what how's that okay? but why, no that's not but I'm saying how do you make change? How do you make a company change? To me, this boils down to it's not about the nurse making the problem we're blaming the nurse here. You're not blaming the company. Why is the company not providing enough or the appropriate care to the nursing staff? Why are they not providing what the nursing staff needs to do their See, job appropriately?
0: I feel I feel it's more of communication than anything else. Okay. I don't think, or lack thereof. Lord, lack thereof. Yeah, lack thereof. I feel like if you were informed, if if listen, if if I came up to you and said, "Here's what I have done. I have reached out to X, Y, and Z travel services. I've locally reached out. These are the responses, or this is what I've gotten is coming in. Right. We we'll say we need twenty. We're getting seven. Right. Okay. Right." If they were more transparent, I don't think you would have the problems we're having. I think a lot of the hospitals, upper management is scrambling to cover whatever needs to be covered, but they're not relaying the information in a timely manner.
1: You mean management's not telling the nursing staff what they're failing to do? I think I think so. I mean
0: you worked in a hospital. Yeah. No you Did never... you ever hear anything that came from upper management's like, oh my God, that, that's awesome. They're really they're making it work or whatever. No, it's one, always after one, the fact. Yeah,
1: well, no one facility I worked at, you would hear from upper management, and you would hear, like, they would literally listen to you, and they would. there was a, a manager that really tried to get things done and help the unit. The irony here is that that person was fired because they were constantly advocating for the staff yeah. and going against the bucking the system from management ceo cno yeah and the they would say no no this is what i need for my staff they need to have whatever right yeah advocating for cnas in the icu yeah. and the management would be like you don't need a cna in the icu they've only got two patients you know so i
0: mean i've see i i have seen them do things that maybe people don't tell you maybe they want you to hear the the, the, the shitty side of it right like i've I've seen in our ICUs there's there's taskers, yeah, no, ICU I nurses. No ICU nurses that are coming in to task, correct? In the units because it is it's heavy it's heavy assignments. Yeah, right. Um, I've seen them offer up incentive pay plus callback, yeah, standby pay, whatever they needed to do to try to get more staff to come in. Right, but I I, I have not seen or have had any communication as far as oh. I did reach out to X, Y, and Z. I hear it through the grapevine. Oh, yeah, we got a couple of travelers. Oh, that's great, but what? You know, we're we're three months, four months into this process.
1: Right. And Problem why, is, is that the travel? So back to the traveler situation. I'm getting offers from travel agencies because I'm a nurse, and so you're listed on the system. Yeah, five thousand dollars a week to oh. travel to. Houston, Fl- Texas, or Fl- Austin, or whatever. Dude, Florida 6000 Yeah, there's a bunch of money out there yeah. for advanced critical care ICU nurses to go do work. I yeah. mean, the money is ridiculous. And a lot of that money is not direct wage. A lot of that money is covered. the It's tax deductible because you're taking it as a stipend. Yeah. So you're taking it as a food or a per diem or a cost of living while you're in another area. Yeah
0: and i'm sure a lot of the money that they that they're being offered has come from the government as as help you know the 25 billion or whatever they wanted to do right. whatever it is right and, well they're reaching out and trying to get staff because there's unfortunately we've known this for many years there's not enough nursing to accommodate all the baby boomers getting to their age
1: right and
0: there hasn't been
1: and so the, and that's an important factor people don't understand what the baby boomers is, is that baby boomers were They started turning 65 in 2011. Yeah. So nine years ago. And there was, what, 12 years of baby boomers, 12 or 13 years of baby boomers. And during that time, there was an additional 1 million people born annually. Yeah. So that additional 1 million people are now, and they all, not all, but the vast majority of them smoked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Cigarettes. Smoked, drank. And whatever. Good for them. I mean... God bless them. They're great people. However, they come with a longer lifespan than when they were born. The lifespan was not 85 or 78 or whatever it is now. It was 64. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was pre-retirement. Yeah. So now they're living in well into their 80s longer with advancements in current medications and medical therapy. But needing that. But needing to be treated. And we don't have the staff to do it now. I don't think that these nurses are striking because of not just having staff. I think they're striking because of a communication problem. And I think that it it really is related to the staff asking for things from management and management thumbing their nose at the staff. And when I say management, I don't mean charge nurse on the floor. I don't mean manager of the unit. I'm talking upper level executive management. Yeah. CEO. Sweet Sweet level. C suite level management. I believe they are thumbing their nose, not directly and purposefully, but they're saying to the nursing staff, you are beneath me. I am not listening to your BS. I don't have time to deal with you bitching about not having a mask. I have bigger fish to fry. So go away, you flee. And then what's gonna happen? These nurses are gonna strike because guess what? They're not getting what they've asked for. They're not getting the either the proper PPE or the time off or the ability to like don and doff their own clothing before they come home or leave. You know that's the other thing is why is there not I know I know some hospitals have shower facilities. Why are they not allowed to utilize for people working in a COVID unit surgical scrubs and have the surgical scrubs done and doffed prior to coming to work and leaving from the facility so you're not in shower there so you're not taking home to your family sure. stuff so, on, your, on your clothing?
0: So we do that. Okay. So we supply that for the medical floor, mm-hmm. for the intermediate care floor, and the ICU. All, all nurses that deal with Covid patients ha- get a supply of surgical scrubs for the day to change into. That's cool. So, I mean, here's the thing, though. I, you know, I'm sure that wasn't mentioned in any, you know, any um, picketing or whatever. But there, there are things that, there are things that are being done that I see that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Right. Um, even from a financial from from a financial side. I'm like, oh, that they're offering that. That's pretty awesome because they never did that before. I I mean, you know, I saw, you know, one of the one of the nurses um that I saw on the news was saying, you know, how she how COVID has taken the ability of her to care for her patient, a dying patient, and hold their hand while they die. There's no family in the room while mm-hmm. they're dying. I mean, right. that's emotional stuff right yeah right. That, that's stuff that you know nurses care right nurses you know they 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 give a shit yeah um absolutely that's hard you know i don't know if that's something management can fix you know what i mean but it was but, brought up like how do i, I, I you can't so that is something management management did when you can't when you don't allow first off the patient if the patient is positive for COVID, right you're not allowing family to go in there as they're dying, they're they're just not doing it. They're they're allowed to go outside, look through the window, that kind of thing.
1: What if they're on the fourth floor,
0: if they're positive for COVID, they're not allowing any family members to visit. That's I, the struggle we all have.
1: I get it with this reality. I understand. I think so, that's but crap. that's
0: not. I don't know. It, that's something. I'm that that that's a personal issue that that nurse obviously has. But I don't know if that's something a, a upper management CEO can fix for her. I think it's something they could fix. Maybe bring in a counselor.
1: No, 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 I think that's, I think that it's up to the CEOs making a blanket statement to supposedly protect a family member that may not care to be protected. And the care, well, and,
0: and to protect the nurses that are caring for this patient.
1: I understand, but if you're protecting the nurse, she's already, he or she is already protected by caring for the patient in all the PPE they supposedly have. Yeah. So they're already cared for. So having another person in the room doesn't protect them. I'm sure there,
0: I'm sure there's liability
1: there somewhere. I'm sure there is, but I. Yeah. why could a lawyer not draft a document that says the family member signed away any rights to sue the hospital if they contract COVID because the, they want to sit by because their wife's even bedside when they die?
0: They have something called AMA, right? Yeah. Doing something against medical advice. Right. That stuff doesn't even hold up in court, even if they signed off on it. You got to make sure that they're competent they were understanding they could say they were in emotional distress there's a lot of things and I'm it. not
1: I am not a lawyer no so me either you know. but I'm telling you the opposite I mean, I can happen know. the opposite lawsuit can happen I wasn't allowed to sit with my family member when she passed away There's a lot of people and there's a lawsuit for emotional distress, and it's coming. I'm telling you. There's I'm, going to be, I'm sure there's it's coming already here. If it's not already here. Right.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying here in Nevada. I'm just in general. Yeah.
1: To the medical community in general.
0: Hey, man, if, if you don't think it frustrates me? Yeah,
1: I do. I think it frustrates you. I mean, it frustrates I, all of us.
0: I'm sitting there just like, you know it's gone oh it's 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 political on top of everything else which which is driving a lot of the the craziness
1: the decisions yeah.
0: oh my god decisions that really shouldn't be happening
1: but I, I don't know i feel that when you put these patients in a situation where they're unable to see their family to see their you know their spouse or their grandmother or whatever like that was part of the closure for most families was being there to watch their family member pass away and they, they can, there's a lot of patients that I extubated terminally and family members were at bedside and they were able to witness our efforts or our attempts. And and they can resuscitation or stoppages. Sure. And they can, it's just
0: through an iPad. It's not, it's FaceTime. No, I know. It's
1: definitely not the same. And I think it does a disservice to everybody involved. It, I think that's a huge disservice because it's the if we can only save one person, BS. So it's a it's a, obviously it's a
0: national it's nationally driven. As Correct, far as, right? Like, not allowing you hear it all over the yeah, place. It, everywhere, yeah. Everybody complains, even if they're going in for a a
1: a same day elective surgery, surgery elective procedure. Right.
0: One family member until they go to the OR, then they got to leave.
1: Yeah, they gotta leave the facility.
0: They got to leave. Right. God forbid anything happens to them, you'll be notified at some point whatever
1: right. my friend's mother just went in for cabbage yeah and she's on the phone all the time complaining so now keep in mind these pay, these electives yeah. have done their covid screening yes they've
0: been tested negative yes so they're quite healthy and safe
1: well from health, a covid from, well from a COVID if it's an elect
0: yeah. if it's an elective yeah. obviously it's not emergent right so obviously they're choosing to have the surgery for whatever now obviously a cabbage i'm sure it was still elective
1: Yes. Okay. Of course, it's elective unless it's emergent.
0: Unless it's emergent. So, all these people that are doing their elective surgeries right now are getting screened, getting tested, and Multiple coming back n- negative. Yes. So, how difficult is it to now? Uh, granted, you don't know who's coming in, and I thought I read something in uh, Medscape that said, or even Fauci or somebody said that even the the uh, temperatures are not reliant. You know, not.
1: Um, those temperatures are BS. They're BS. They're, yeah. It's
0: so we're, we're so we're asking for symptoms. We're doing the temperature check. So we don't know if they're family members that are coming in to visit to be next to the patient. Could they possibly have COVID?
1: Sure. Why not? I, just, I guess. I I guess, guess that,
0: everybody's going to have COVID at some point. But if but I guess it,
1: well if I'm supposed to be wearing a mask to protect other people, yeah. I guess I should just start slapping cigarettes out of people's hands and taking away their you know their food that's not good. Yeah, am I supposed to be walking around slapping out tacos out of their hand? Nope. you can't have that flour tortilla; it's got sugar in it. Taco, I'm on a keto diet. Dude. It's it's Taco I'm ta- Tuesday. I'm just saying. So, um, my,
0: so, so, getting back to, I, I just, I understand that the nurses are are bonding together, sticking together. Good I just, for them. I just feel bad for the
1: patient. I don't. From my, that's um, horrible, I know. But I don't feel bad for the I patient. I feel
0: bad. I, well, I'm... Because know, the
1: only person that can fix this is the CEO of the hospital. If the CEO decides to actually change some policy... But
0: CEO can't fix COVID. I'm not CEO saying... CEO can't change what, COVID. what... the recommend What the national recommendation is, which is all the stuff we've been talking about.
1: I understand, but it's not about COVID. The CEO
0: has... I think there's are CEOs out there that have done that have gone above and beyond and authorized things to get nurses in, but they're just not coming in so and maybe they're not communicating. And so the the nurses feel abandoned. They feel left in a lurch.
1: But then that's the CEO's job to fix that. Yeah. Why is why would the CEO not be willing to have a face to face conversation with the group of people that wanna protest? or want to strike or I th- want to I go think against. I think they do.
0: I just think that, I, I just think there could I want, I always f- be more communication, right? There, you can always be more transparent, I Wonder but, if I could find but to the, the what nurses- point though, at what point,
1: you know, when does it, when do they relent and say, okay, we have what we need. We're going go back to work now. No,
0: no. At what point do you, do, when do you have to not sit, say whatever you need to say? Right? Like, like, like for example, um, the commentator for the NHL games, right All right they're they're having a conversation about the bubble, and then the one commentator says, Well, you know, um what's nice is there's very few distractions and he's like, oh yeah, that that is nice for these players right you know, they're going in and out of they're just doing one thing right but the one commentator says, well, you know, it's good because you know, there's no women around to distract them too Okay. Well, That was sexist. That statement was sexist. Right, and now he is not broadcasting because uh, NBC or whoever he was, you know, felt that it was a sexist statement. Okay, it was a very true statement. Now, if he would have said, "Well, at least the wives and girlfriends can't distract the players. Now they're really completely focused because they can't go there." Right, that's not sexist. But because he used the word women, it's sexist. Like, like at what point though? Have you can you? You know, where you say to where you're, you're just over the top.
1: You know what I'm saying? I guess so you're going to get
0: yelled at for everything you no, do or don't do. Like You so as ridiculous. the management
1: team or you as the I, mean, I guess yeah. I'm trying to understand yes. where you're going with this because so the nurses can just bitch and moan about anything. And sure, of course, like they over can. the top.
0: Like, you're just like, come but, on. But because are there like, requests? The question like, I
1: have is, are there requests over the top? What are the requests?
0: Well, like you mentioned uh, the scrub thing. Yeah. You know, just so happens we do that. Correct. Right? But you no do, one's telling you that. No one's, no one. See, people want to complain about certain things. But I'm they, not complaining. I'm they're saying not you. I'm not right. saying you.
1: Right. I'm I'm asking, I'm just throwing it out there as a plausible, I'm saying, but people, (laughs) as a fix,
0: people only want to focus on the one or two things, but they don't want to see the bigger picture of, well, they did do this and this and this, but I still don't think that masks or uh, autoclaving masks is appropriate, but what else have have these hospitals? We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. what
1: else. So I need to find out, I'm going to dig into this and see if I can't find a nurse that protested. And find out if they can talk to us
0: like it's a good it's a really good conversation you know what i mean like i think i think that i I think think protests are good i I just don't know i don't know from the from the union agenda the non-nursing union agenda if they're going around going i i don't know this but what if they're going around saying okay we're protesting uh if you're working that day just go ahead and call out sick that's part of our protest I, I don't think that that's a right thing to do. Uh, though, personally. I don't
1: I don't think they're doing that because I think that's illegal. I, I I'm pretty sure it is. I don't, I, I don't know for a fact, but I think I don't think that's legal to do that. You uh, know what I yeah, mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know, but if it's trying to prove your point now, the, I believe that some or most uh, union contracts have some type of strike clause in their in their contract. Probably, I, I think, I remember when I was on the you know working as a floor nurse, uh, it was a no strike clause in there, like we couldn't strike. Okay, so is that? Does that then? Well, if, if you know, have a no strike clause, does that give more credence to the to the CEO going, well, f you, you know, good luck. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know what, what I mean? Good. You of can't strike against me. Well,
1: here's the irony about all of it. So, so is, there's a union. There's a union. SEIU, the Service Employees Union, uh, Service in something, Employees Union, they are at UMC Hospital here in Las Vegas. They were. They were. When COVID started. So there's always been this very, you know, tense relationship between SEIU or any union in the hospital. That being said, when COVID started, the hospital said that because of the pandemic and the potential situation that was coming, they were going to just eliminate the agreement, literally blanket eliminate the agreement that they had signed with the union. Now, Hmm. the irony is, is that I don't know that legally they could do that, but What's the union gonna do? Are gonna sue? You're gonna be in litigation for ever against a a city like that's a county facility. So that's a federal or not federal? Excuse me. That's a state or county-run facility. Yeah. I think it's a it state-run or county. Anyway, it's, it, is it county-run here? Or is, a state? State. is it state? Is Nevada State runs that or is it a Clark County run? I think it's a county. Yeah, county, county. So Clark County, Nevada runs it. So you're going against a government entity anyway. Yeah. To try and fight with you know what's the government going to fight they have kind of unlimited funds because they take all our taxes right they can just keep they have lawyers on staff they just fight the battle yeah so the union has to pay hourly for their attorneys to fight the battle how like what's the fight what are you fighting instead of instead of the facility coming to the union and saying hey we need to do this to be able to, like their argument at the time was that they wanted to be able to move people around, nursing staff and different staff, to different floors and there not be a huff from the union about it Yeah, because under contract, these people were supposed to stay in this one particular area or do this one particular task, and they wanted to move same-day surgery nurses to med-surg or whatever they needed to do to yeah. facilitate the onslaught of potential COVID cases that they had seen coming, or they foresaw might be coming. Yeah. Which is fair, right? I don't think the union was going to say absolutely not. I truly believe the union, as much as I don't like unions, I've never joined one. I've never been a part of one. Yeah. However, I don't believe for a moment that the union at that time would have said, "No way, we're sticking to our guns. This is our contract, and you'll follow the rule." Like they would have, I, you know, so built an get, addendum into the rule.
0: So it's the Service Employees International Union. But how okay. did they? How they get out of it?
1: How did the who get out of it? How did, how did, how did this the did UMC hospital, UMC to, hospital, get out of the contract? Yeah, what did they say? They just they just I, I, it. Yeah, I mean, totally as, squashed it. And Now that that was all staff at that hospital. That's every that's anyone who was in the union. Not not everyone is been in the something union. Something
0: in their clause for them to be able to do that.
1: No, it came from the county commissioner or the county. So he just like made a rule. Yeah, the the county clerk whoever there's a, there's a department or a person that oversees those negotiations. And that person um, made the decision. It wasn't Mason Van Howling. He's the CEO of that facility. And this is a very big public facility because it was big public in it's big public in Nevada. It's the only level one trauma center we have in the area. So it gets a lot of news media coverage, um, When all of the shootings happened or the horrible shooting happened in October 1, it was, you know, a big news media coverage then. Um, Anyway, so in our area, in our particular Nevada, just like I guarantee you, anywhere else, any other city is going to have their big facility that's well known and gets a lot of media coverage, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But this one's the one that's not private. This is the only hospital that's not privately held. It's it's a county facility.
0: Correct. So it was the Clark County manager.
1: Okay, the Clark County manager. Yolanda King. There you go. And she wasn't the she manager. She's
0: suspended. She didn't cancel. so it's suspended. Suspended union contracts for some 9,000 employees, including medical workers at uh, UMC.
1: Right. Suspended indefinitely, though. It's not suspended until August 5th. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. They didn't suspend. They just suspended indefinitely. Meaning that now how do you get back to the negotiating table? Does the whole facility have to then go on strike to get back? See what I mean? This causes a big problem. Now, if you look at how Walmart did it with the meat workers union, Walmart was vicious years ago. Walmart used to have meat cutters in the actual, in the actual places you could go in and ask for certain cuts of meat and they would set you up. Right? Yeah. Now, when you go to Walmart, there's nobody cutting meat at the meat counter. It's just a cooler. All meat cutting from Walmart is done regionally and shipped to the local stores. Why? Because years ago when Walmart had an argument with the meat cutters union, Walmart said, fine. We don't have any meat cutting areas anymore, and they just shut it down. They straight up did not want to argue with meat cutters. Walmart will not do union stuff at all. yeah. So they just were like, okay, great. You guys want to argue and do this and that and strike and fight us? Done. No more. Now, there's a bunch of nurses like me who do not support unions. However, there's also a bunch of nurses that will cross picket lines to go to work because the money's amazing
0: oh my they call them uh scabs so,
1: yeah something yeah. like that now that's in any industry right so there's yeah. there's unions in the motor even in football industry.
0: dude even in football okay they they don't finish sports so. <laughs> i know i am so they can't, so they cancel. not that they're doing it now, but they had canceled the season. So Was they it, brought in there a, Scrubs, right? Wasn't
1: there a movie called The Replacements or something yeah, like
0: that? <laughs> so talk about so, that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, in any, any industry, it does oh, not yeah. matter, right? Yeah. If you want to provide a product, you're still going to need people to come in, and people st- come in, they, they, you know, right. they're about the money.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. I think that there's an important role to be played here by the nurses advocating for themselves because we generally don't
0: yeah well you know i was looking at this uh news three about umc you know Mm -hmm. and it you know umc said they did it to allow uh us to more quickly change employees that's what i I said take other steps to make all other um to make all us all safer while providing critical service to our community The thing is, is it's supposed to fall under uh, NRS uh, 288 emergencies and riots, military action, civil disorder, natural disaster. COVID-19 situation is none of these. But technically, I mean, I guess it could be a
1: natural disaster. It's man-made.
0: Well, you know what I mean. (laughs) Like, I mean, I guess I can see where it can fall under. But really, basically, they wanted to be able to... Dictate and tell, you know, hey, uh, your ICU, we didn't get enough nurses. You're going to get, you know, 10 right. or whatever. Not that. An yeah.
1: Well, the, you know, there's nurses that walked off the f- place in Chicago. Yeah. Or Michigan. Maybe it's Michigan. Michigan. Um, During, it was big news during the COVID event that yes. nurses went to work. Yep. They showed up and there was like, they were going to have a one to six ratio in the ER and these nurses were holding ICUs in the ER and the nurse said, I'm not taking a six patient assignment. I refuse to take a six patient assignment. And when they refused, they were in negotiations for an hour and a half in there or something like that in the break Break room. room, Yeah. And And then come out. No. And they said, fine, just go home. We don't need you. Which made the, on the, the day shift staff have to stay 24 hours so so the facility put the facility put the patients at risk yeah. not these nurses these nurses just said hey I don't want to take six patients that's sure. unsafe and that's fair absolutely that's a that's a fair that's a fair argument right
0: but but to randomly I'm just saying to randomly and schedule a picket to then
1: I don't know if it's a random pick, the pickets are well not random. picketing is not random that's a very scheduled process that's yeah. a permit and a whole there's a lot of people that are knowledgeable okay the, whatever the strike dude. Let, okay i got you i'm saying there are a lot of people aware
0: i'm just but then to follow up with that if you're gonna call out to prove so the calling point, out
1: thing is different right
0: to prove a point I, i'm just saying what point are you proving
1: mm, that you're necessary
0: or maybe you're not necessary well,
1: I guess I guess it's going to prove a point one way or the other. It's
0: going to prove a point. I like <laughs> I said, it may not prove I, the point you're wanting
1: to prove, but it will prove.
0: Obviously, one. this is my opinion on it. I just feel like, you know, there might be there might be better there. There's probably a better way of doing it than on top of the picketing's fine. Right. I think there's a better way of doing it than intentionally calling out or leaving your your coworkers stranded to take.
1: To pick up the slack. To
0: pick up the slack when you already know it's a total shit show. You already know it's going to be bad. Whatever.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I I get that. I, I'm not I'm not saying that that's appropriate or that I would do it, but I I also get why they're doing it. I don't know. Yeah. I just I, think there's a better way to handle it, and I don't think that the CEOs of these facilities are doing their level best to interact with the because I don't think they know how. You're business people, yeah. not patient care people. Oh yeah, And it's the same thing that I experience in my office. We don't have a nursing staff in our office. We have techs, right? So my technician yeah. that takes me, my, my CNA essentially takes blood pressures and room with my patient, does an EKG. So, but when I ask them something medical, they can't respond to me and give me an yeah. answer. I If I say, what was, EK, what was the EKG? They're like, I don't know. I press the buttons. You know what I mean. <laughs> read it yourself. Fine. I'll, I'm going to read it anyway. But I just yeah. was curious going in, or I'll ask a question. They have no clue. They have they struggle with medications. Whereas if I had a nurse, that communication between nurse practitioner or doctor and nurse is much different. Yes. And you're not skipping a level or two of education. However, when I've got a business person. Who communicates with business people but doesn't communicate with patient people, patient caregivers. Yeah. That is a huge a barrier. Yeah, yeah. A huge dichotomy, the huge break in you know, conversation. So because of that, I think there's a miss there. And I believe that it's up to the CEO to facilitate fixing those conversations. So let's uh, let's take a little break and we'll come back and we'll see what else is on the agenda. Sounds good. medically unbiased there. all right so what else do we have on the agenda today i mean to talk some covid news sure let's talk some covid news that's the latest and greatest it's all covid all the time i mean all both of our listeners are really offended by our constant covid coverage can't have enough covid out there well it's not today there's a lot of covid stuff happening man um I just read in this medical news that humidity, not temperature, influences transmission. Hmm. Does it make it more aerosolized? It uh, didn't say that it made it more aerosolized, but it did say that uh, humidity is negatively proportional to a uh, correlated with viral spread. So
0: I would explain Florida, Georgia, Texas. Yeah, right. Arizona doesn't explain Arizona. Well, they get some humidity. Yeah, there. yeah but they not, get those storms.
1: Yeah, but not. It's not humid
0: there. Nevada. Well, I mean, now it's not humid here.
1: It's not humid here. I'm sorry, it's it, not. It's like 12 percent relative it's humidity.
0: Monsoon season. We're in monsoon. I haven't seen much rain,
1: but I can feel it. I can feel it. Current. Currently, it's 12 percent humidity here. That's that's like a that's an <laughs> oven. That's not regular heat. for
0: for vegas we're normally like
1: eight it's it's 7 30 at night it's 102 degrees and 12 percent humidity it's a dry heat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not the same well, not that, even close That's
0: interesting i also heard um i also heard a report that they were saying
1: like milwaukee currently is 84
0: percent humidity <laughs> So uh, do they have higher cases of COVID then with all the humidity? Is that what you're telling me?
1: Well, according to this study, the study was uh, done to try and is done uh, in South Wales, New South Wales, Australia. uh, And they talked about the humidity as a factor. Really? Yeah. That is some interesting stuff. I
0: also heard um, that they feel that COVID-19... They did. Um, they had a collector collection station inside. Now this is inside patients' room that are positive. Okay. At the other end of the room, so they're greater than six feet away. Yeah. That they are capturing uh, live viruses. Oh, okay. So they they think their thinking is that it's probably lingering longer than it should, more airborne versus large droplets.
1: I've said that from the beginning. It's I know. airborne. We're just, we're, we're SARS-CoV-1 was considered airborne according to the CDC. So we're just, this is SARS-CoV-2
0: following up on that and, and doing some tests. that's out of, uh, I think China, I think it's China, China. But the other thing is, um, uh, with COVID though, you've got, if that's the case, if that truly is the case, then really the masks do they help. <laughs> Not the harp on the mask thing.
1: They no. Help? they So, just like the woman we had on last week, a couple weeks ago, masks don't help. No, the only thing, you know what's funny is masks Fauci, are irrelevant.
0: She got hers from Fomite, right? Yes. So hers was Fomite, fomite. transmission. Right. Fomite transmission, inanimate objects. So she said that it might have been the counter or whatever, but Fauci. The straw, they think. Yeah. But Fauci says they'd be less likely to get it by fomite.
1: Okay? So if you're That what? was
0: his interview with uh um who's that actor? Uh Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey sat down with with Fauci. Yeah, dude, look it up. What? Matthew really? McConaughey sat down and fired off 10 questions like this is we need to know. One of his questions was, "All right, is is this really airborne or not?" Really? Yeah. There it really? is. Yeah. And Fauci Fauci's like, well, you know, you're not gonna you're less likely to get it by fomite, meaning inanimate objects. You're more yeah. likely to catch it in the air or by a large drop. He did boat. like
1: a forty minute interview with the guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a long interview. Kind, huh. of, kind of like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that but
0: that's my like when we were talking, to her, we were like, "Well, would have masked help." Now I was hoping for an answer of no, mm-hmm. but we actually got an answer of yes. Okay. And the reason why she said it was, she thought that if she was wearing the mask, she probably wouldn't have touched something and then touched her mouth with it. That that was but, that was from her,
1: correct? But she wouldn't have done it in the in the in there. But she she would have.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Maybe she felt like she'd be more aware, okay, of her surroundings if she was wearing a mask. I don't know. I I beg to differ. I I think, I think we wear masks now, and we totally just we're we're you know we wear masks now and we're still spreading the disease. So I don't know if the mask thing is you know it's not a hundred percent effective. I think what's more effective effective is you know wash your hands, stay six feet away, like do some social distancing. Hey, you want to go and hang out with your friends? That's fine. Don't have all your friends pile into a car with the air yeah. on, right? Especially in a humid state.
1: Yeah, that's true. That wouldn't be good.
0: So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, there's other things that, re- that would help mitigate uh, this disease. And I think we do it, you know, with this, the six feet rule and the, but here's the washing of is the it, hands is and stuff. Ch-
1: you know, Keisha was around her family. None of them got it. I would love... You know what? How come we're not reaching out to these people? I said this last time. Why aren't we... Why aren't we
0: reaching out and finding out why didn't they get it? They they could have had it. They just didn't know.
1: They very well... well, They could be
0: asymptomatic carrier. They could have caught it and just did not know. We don't know that. I mean, we can't 100% sure say that, right? We don't know. But what we do know... Is Fauci and Matthew McConaughey are having this conversation, talking about you know the the whole you know fomite thing and right? I just think it's you know there again. If masks were so effective, why do we see people catching this disease? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't just say, "Well, you know, most of these people are getting it from the bar, or they're getting it at the restaurant." yeah right I mean come on seriously like I, the problem uh, is you can't keep people away from people you know there you have two there's we're social right all of us are right we have a desire to hang out and do something and you just told everybody to stay home and especially good luck with the 20 year olds I mean you have a how old's your how old's your daughter
1: So my daughter's five. What, yeah. Your older one. Your my, my, stepdaughter stepdaughter is, my stepdaughter is 13. So
0: she's 13. Mm-hmm. She probably wants to hang out with her friends. I oh, say. yeah.
1: In fact, I, uh, I talked with her about that. Um, and we're going to do a podcast on that about how she feels about this. And she wants to see her friends. Yeah. She misses going to school. Yeah. You know, my kids all miss going to school and seeing people. See, and They've been locked down in what they now call the compound. <laughs> Our house is now the compound. Yeah, but your
0: house is cool, dude.
1: Well, thanks, but it's still a compound to them. Yeah. To an adult, it's I mean, my son, know,
0: my son's probably has some depression. I know he ha- he's depressed over this. Really? Oh, yeah. You can just see it. You can just see it. They're not the same.
1: Yeah, so my my son has developed Pretty poor coping mechanisms, I feel. And I don't know that he would have developed those. I don't know. Maybe he would have, I guess. Hard to say. But I think he he wouldn't have the same reaction to small issues if he was chastised by his peers for doing stupid shit. Yeah. Right? He doesn't get as chastised by me because I'm not home. I'm at work all day and all night. Um, Or I'm doing a podcast, depending on the day. Yeah. Uh but for the most part I think he he has a hard time, you know, coping. And my youngest is the most social person I've ever seen. She will talk to every single person she meets and have a long-winded conversation with them. She doesn't care how old or young they are. She just wants to talk with people. This is your 5-year-old? Yes.
0: Yeah, so the 13-year-old, the 5-year-old, you know, they're not driving. So, you know, think about the 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Right. They're, they're able to get out of the house or sneak out of the house or say wherever, you know, we're going right. to go to a friend's house. They go. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Right. And, and if you, if your parents, if your parents, these, these children or the, these young children, young adults, they're not really adults, but just young people. Yeah. You're probably going to say, please get out of the house. It's fine. You know what right. I mean? Because I know they're friends and you just assume that everyone's going to be Okay. And then,
1: and then it gets spread. And then grandma gets it. You know. <laughs> well, I'm really curious what Matthew McConaughey and Fauci had to in say. This
0: together, and unless we do it together, we're not going to get this under control.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop right there because I've heard of this. Let's do this together thing. Yeah. We're in this together. Yeah, we could totally break this down. In this together, but apart. So yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Years ago, when we went on, we started watching the show Alone. Yeah, still do. Okay, right. So I think it's a great show, but it was like, we're together, but we're alone. You know, because <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere, but we're together, because we're in this, you know, the family's There's all. the ten of us. It's the ten of us separate, but equal, but oh, we're not alone. together, yeah, but right? It, it's, it reminds me of that comedy skit. Type thing that we had talked about when Alone came out. Yeah. This is the, this is the, we're we're together, but stay apart from each other.
0: Well, what's funny is how many months have we've been dealing with COVID now? Like officially.
1: Officially. Well, officially since March to now. So So it's taken
0: five months months for McConaughey to clear up misconceptions about the virus. Well, first of
1: all, why McConaughey? I don't, I don't know.
0: I think he's just like one of us. He just wants to get. He wants to be able to talk to oh, Fauci. Good, good for him. But
1: I, I but think but the wrong person to talk. We to. can be apart. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, we can go on the whole social distancing thing, which I think is absolutely hilarious because in today's world, we're not socially distant. No,
0: but I mean, there are so, people
1: that probably enjoy
0: not having to deal with the outside.
1: I, but know. they're but they're still dealing with it because they're on Facebook arguing with other people. So that's social. That's today's social. That's true. If you ask my kids what is social, like being social, TikTok, according to my 13 year old, is social. I think it's the yeah. dumbest thing in the world. It's yeah, stupid. It is. I don't get it. I've turned into my father. I am now officially my dad. You've I'm like, You said this before. Your music's stupid. Your stupid TikTok video is stupid. I don't get it. I don't understand why you're doing it. To me, social is you and me sitting down at a table having a conversation. That's social. That's yeah. being social. Yeah. Not. Being a thirty-second uh, glimpse
0: of something that you, yeah you set up and but my
1: kids are constantly having Facetime with grandma and grandpa and Facetiming with their friends right even my five-year-old the neighbor girl across the across the street my daughter and her Facetime have playdates Facetiming with it
0: mm, I, my kids don't do they my kids are, are hanging out with their friends some of them well not yeah. all of them dude not all of them trust me but some
1: yeah well which I'm like. Have fun. Some parents won't let their kids come over here because I work in the medical field and they think that I'm going to get their their kids. Because you're the most closest to to COVID (laughs) patients, right? I'm so not near them. But it was
0: that's actor Matthew McConaughey chatting up the nation's top infectious disease doctor, Anthony Fauci. The doctor's discussion happening on Instagram.
1: And Dr. Fauci had a message for Americans who may be struggling during the pandemic. There he is, Doctor. Fauci, an actor asking the tough questions. Matthew McConaughey interviewing the nation's hey, top infectious like disease doctor Thank on Instagram much. Live. I, like many of you out there, am still kind of confused about a lot of stuff. McConaughey clearing up Fair common enough. misconceptions about COVID-19. Doctor Anthony Fauci saying the biggest thing people need to remember right now is it's not the time to let down your guard. We Americans who flock to beaches, bars,
0: and rallies are putting our fellow citizens at risk
1: true but sturgis just happened there's a shit ton of people at sturgis in south dakota but they're not all from south dakota right no they're not from south dakota they were in south Dakota. so how are
0: you going to know if the spikes wherever the state is came from
1: sturgis get together you want you wouldn't know but who cares i'm saying is it humid in south dakota uh not Oh, I guess it could be. But I don't think it is in Rapid City. Well, it is meaning, in South meaning,
0: we can't, we can't listen. We can't take the data from South Dakota and go. Okay, did South Dakota have a spike increase? I guess we could if the, the no, not from South Dakota. But I'm there. saying
1: if you just if you look at the people who went to South Dakota, did they get sick?
0: Well, you know why they didn't get sick? Because it was a it was a protest. It was not a protest. It wasn't a protest. It I think was, it was. <laughs> Shut up. I think there was some kind of protest going <laughs> no, on. There was no, Because protest. you can protest
1: and not no, catch COVID. No, I'm saying that they went to South Dakota for a rally, for a motorcycle rally, and a bunch of people went. But I think we as Americans can really make the decision as to who needs to either, you know, be quarantined or whether it's self quarantine if we feel sick. Yeah. I think we're acutely aware enough of our own physical abilities to say look, I'm nauseous. I have a fever. I don't feel good. I'm probably not going to go to a rally all day long. <laughs>
0: yeah. I say the same thing about just people showing up to certain events. Like, i.e. the gym. Yeah. Like, if you're not feeling well, I doubt you're going to the gym to get your 10 reps on your, no, I, on your not, free weights. Definitely not. Not happening. I don't think you want to. But no. then, But then somebody will argue, well, you can go because you, what if you're, you're asymptomatic. You're not having fevers. You but don't feel already, sick. But they've
1: already said the asymptomatic people don't spread the disease. They said yeah, it's low probability. Right? Low probability.
0: But yeah, Fauci um, cleared the air with Makane.
1: That's kind of funny. I don't know. I'll have to listen to that whole thing because I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. Tells you how out of touch maybe I yeah, am.
0: You, you were camping, dude.
1: I was. I was... And I'd be Socially distanced from everybody. Right? Right? Except for my family. I I was the middle of nowhere fishing on a lake away from society and no cell phone coverage. Talk about pissing your kids off when they can't get online.
0: You actually have to play a board game. Do they even know what that means?
1: Yeah, they do. My kids are good about that. They like board games, but it was fun because your 13-year-old was like, I can't get on TikTok. And I can't FaceTime with anybody. Right. I know. That's the point. That's why we're here. Yeah. (laughs) COVID. COVID. Mess with everybody. So, I don't know. It's, the whole COVID thing is still weird to me. I still, but I, I gotta admit, I wear a mask at work all day.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's the policy. You you
0: also push your cart into the cart stall. Yeah. So you're. You obey. You're an obeyer.
1: I'm somewhat of an obeyer. Yeah, I don't want to go to like you know have to get a fight with anybody over oh, a mask.
0: No, I mean like, dude. Seriously, I saw a video of a guy wearing a gun, okay, on the outside of his pants, right? Okay, open, open carry. Okay, and the one guy goes, "Oh, you wearing a gun to protect you and me? I guess." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm here. You know, protect myself." And it's like, "Well, I wear a mask." The gun carrier was not wearing a mask. I wear a mask, <laughs> the guy videotaping, yeah. to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm thinking to myself, first off, he's wearing a gun not for you. Right. He's wearing a gun to not protect you. Right. If somebody comes into the store with another gun to to cause harm, right? I guarantee you that dude is running away with his gun. <laughs> right maybe backwards but he's out <laughs> the of there. zigzag pattern maybe i, I would <laughs> think there would be seldom i i think unless you were in law enforcement right we're trained to counter attack a known threat right i think from a from a, a person who's not they would they're there to protect themselves and one way of protecting is not to go to the gun to run go the other direction absolutely yeah but you'd feel a hell of a lot better with a gun in your hand but, you know but that guy with the mask was he was there to protect the gun guy and he felt offended that, he, that because he was not wearing a mask that he, that he wasn't protecting him. I'm just
1: I don't know dude but the, that, the whole thing that's happened with this is that people are wearing masks to supposedly protect me but these are the same people that eat tons of carbohydrates overweight, have multiple medical issues from diabetes to heart disease. And now, now they're going to wear a mask to protect others. Yeah, right. And they're mad that they're I'm not, not wearing a, a yeah. mask to protect them.
0: And they're not about to protect themselves by eating right.
1: Right, exercise. Because we both know obesity is the number one leading comorbidity for a COVID patient. Yeah. Obesity.
0: You, you don't want to be morbidly obese. Right.
1: I am. I'm morbidly obese. Oh, I'm afraid. On. I'm Whatever. afraid. According to the BMI numbers, I'm. Yeah, BMI is so correct. I'm supposed to be 152 pounds. I'm supposed to be 17 pounds. <laughs> cray, cray. What? Did you just say that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not even going to delete that from this podcast. That's <laughs> the dumbest shit I heard all day. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in the podcast. Good. You should.
0: How dare you! <laughs> Finally, <laughs> finally, we finally got getting some. some money out of this damn roadster.
1: Yeah, this Rob is uh, I like this some thing. action, some action.
0: How dare you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um I need to have someone from from the uh, striking group on the podcast. We need to talk to somebody to find out what their perspective is. Yeah. Why why they're striking? What are they advocating for? What are they trying to achieve in this? I mean, I, th- I think I have someone in mind. I saw some people on the TV, and I might know someone who knows someone. So I'll make some calls and see if we can yeah. get someone on.
0: Have your people call their people. <laughs>
1: I will. All both of my people that listen to this podcast. It's an
0: interesting podcast.
1: Though. It is. It has been. Um. So I don't know, man. The whole the whole COVID thing has got me a little bothered because it's, it's supposed to have slowed the curve. We were supposed to have done... Everything we're doing to, you know, change what change the curve or flatten the curve, flatten the curve, yeah. And to me, that's been flattened. There's only three deaths in Nevada. Right?
0: Absolutely, not total, but you know, recently. But and and here we are, still in. I think somewhere in stage one and whatever two. The, where
1: those came like those stages came from. I don't we're, know. We're
0: not fully open.
1: No, but and, and, if we were fully open, would anybody come to Vegas? I think they would.
0: Nope. I, th- I, don't I think I think so. Win.
1: I don't think so. I I don't think people would come to like the casinos would be open, but I don't think people are coming. Casinos are paying people to come to Vegas. That's
0: right? what, yeah. they're playing they're they're buying people's flights. Say, "Hey, come out." You know, they're high rollers, the people that are spending the money, and they're coming. I mean, but they're only allowed to be at 50% capacity. They're they're not even allowed to to be but at no shows capacity. are open, and they're all closed. They're talking about it. They're in talks. But the problem is, is that the, the, uh, not the mayor, because she's an independent, but the, um, the governor though, hasn't moved us forward so we can negotiate and open up other things that are more important. Hell, there's casinos still closed, dude. But this is, all states are closed down. Most all states are closed right
1: now. No,
0: because Texas is sending their kids to school. Texas is sending everyone to school? Yeah. I think Georgia is, too. Yeah, Georgia. And Georgia was a hotspot in a sense. It was a hotspot. Okay. So. Um, I I don't know, dude. Well, like New York, they're not even opening up restaurants to sit in until like June of 2021.
1: You can't can't do anything about New York. Fauci killed 30,000 people. I mean. You can't even discuss New York because that's an but odd grouping. They,
0: but they have no spikes; everything is completely flat. They barely have any cases, dude. And why are they not opening up? See, I
1: I don't think the problem is is there's no science behind any of the decisions.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, listen, the whole reason why we we shut everything down was so we didn't inundate the the medical field with all
1: these patients. But we we did flatten the curve, right? But everyone's so,
0: so focused on, well, we're, we have a spike. We have more cases. But we don't have more cases in the hospital.
1: We don't have any more deaths is what you're indicating. Right. I don't know that we have more deaths, and I don't feel that we have any more cases in general. I think we have people think that are positive. Co- I think there's COVID-positive sure. patients in the hospital, and I believe that there are deaths from COVID in the hospital. Yeah, yes. but
0: it's not. I think we can open up more. Like I, I think we can open up. Like, okay. Like I feel like we our kids should be able to go to school or definitely before flu season just so you can rule that out
1: <laughs> so you can get the flu.
0: Well, you know what I mean, like right now it's August, right? If they were in school and sick, you might be able to say, "Okay, this could be COVID." Oh, give, them the 14, give them the give 14 give them the 14 days, let them get through it and then good. But when if you're going to bring the kids back into school come January or February, Like in the middle of a flu season, how you can you can't discernate, uh, uh, you can't disseminate between the two. You can't sit there and you can you can test you can test a flu, right? You can do a flu. Yeah, but right now, listen, you have the flu. Guess what? You have the flu right now. What are you doing? Going to work? No, you're not going to work. (laughs) You're staying home. I'm going to work. Mm. I'm wearing the mask for the most. For the most wearing a part, mask, ain't nobody if you have that. runny nose, if you have a slight fever, if you have anything that would be flu related, you're going to stay home until you're three days post having those symptoms. You may not even get tested for the flu. I mean, for COVID, right? But you're, and that's three days. Let's say you're on antibiotics for those for the flu-like symptoms. It's three days off of all medications and and no and asymptomatic, asymptomatic. for three days. For three days. So the 14 days could really lead into
1: more like 21. True.
0: When it's all said and done.
1: I met someone who said they had COVID twice. Two different strains of COVID. Yeah.
0: And there's there's been there's been documentation of a patient in China that has had they didn't die. No, they didn't. Relatively young. They they brought him to the hospital for observation, but did not need it. He didn't need it right but they wanted to see you know what what strain has did it mutate well of course it did right we have different strains right of course
1: it's going to mutate it always does right well there's been a few mutations but i don't think it's been any ab- abnormal crazy things no like and, it's and not resistant to whatever
0: like okay so the so the second mutation says they say you're going to have an increase of cases but you're going to have a lower uh, death rate. Okay, okay, that's great. Okay. Go, great. So people are testing positive for COVID, but they're not dying from it, or they're not hospitalized from it. Shut down. Shut it down again?
1: I mean, come on. Well, I just know that I'm looking here at the list of schools that are reopening, and... Um most states are, re- are reopening based on their state's epidemiologist, not based on a national guideline. So every state's doing their own thing. Yeah, but if it's scientific, then much like in cardiology, you have the American College of Cardiology, which develops guidelines for the treatment of heart disease. You know, congestive heart failure you know, atherosclerotic well, the, plaque, like there's guidelines here. There doesn't seem to be any guidelines. It's do what you feel is best for your area. The problem and is, the teachers don't want to be involved, don't want to get sick. The yeah, teachers are protesting and they're doing more protests. They're saying, I don't want to, I'm but not going to go to outside school. Outside the box
0: though. Right. You know, how about this? Okay. If you're a 60 year old or 55 year old, if you're in your high risk category, then don't go to school. Kids can go to school. Zoom in. Right. You could be on a monitor in the class. Have 20-year-old like teacher aides in the room. Right. People that are going to be less likely to catch it or if they did, they won't
1: have the ramifications of dying
0: from no. it. No. You know, th- think outside the box. It'd be a lot easier to have the children go through their normal routine. And don't forget, you know, people, there's children out there that need food every day. Every yeah. day. That's why they go to school. Not only because they're getting an education, because they rely on the food. Their family cannot supply enough nutrients for these children. Yeah. And also, you know, these kids have disabilities that they need special education and need teachers to provide. They're never going to get it from their parents. Hell, I'm already struggling with my kids. Right. They don't have any disabilities. I'm not a school teacher. That's, that's, that's who I'm not. I'm not a school teacher. <laughs> I'm not either. Now I'm wearing the school teacher hat. You know, my wife kind of joked about it today. You know, she's like, "Okay, well, I will go ahead and and take over tonight because you know, Daddy's not a school teacher." Yeah, Daddy is done, and it's only been two weeks now. I am doing it because I love my children. I want them to succeed, right? You know, but there are parents that there are parents out there that will not do that. They feel that the school should teach their children, and that's why they go to school Hmm. but we're we're not doing you know we're not providing those services are not being provided for these children too so there's huge ramifications on children not going to school on top of just oh they're not getting the education that they normally got right so i struggle i struggle with this all the time listen i mean i've had somebody go well you know i wouldn't want your kid to you know catch it And what if they you know what what if Listen, look at our numbers. Nevada has 11%, 11%, 19 and younger have infected that have COVID. Right. Of all the positives, 11. And you, you can't find the data on how many of them officially died. But they die of flu. Yeah. They die of other natural diseases. They die of car accidents and everything else. Right. Drowning is another one here in Nevada, which is horrible. Do I want children? Do I want my, you know, what if it was my child? No, do I want no. But the reality of it is we we have to move forward at some point. Right. Do I want it to be the cost of my children? But you know, if this disease showed that, that children were dying every day from it, I'm pretty sure H1N1 was more deaths 20 and younger.
1: Well, it was H1N1 only affected negatively The youth, when they killed, when it killed you, it was the youth people, youth that died. Okay, or they had it. I think there was, it was crazy, like sixty million positive. It was something stupid. Yeah, positive cases of H one. But it was
0: more young. It was younger. Yeah, and we weren't as afraid. They still went to school.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right? So
0: I don't know. On
1: average, about two million people die annually in the U.S. Two point eight million people die in the U.S. According to the CDC of of all causes. Okay. It says in 2017, a total of 2,813,503 deaths were reported in the United States. Uh, that's final data for 2017. So the age-adjusted death rate was 731.9 deaths per 100,000. And that's an increase of 0.4% from 2016. So just from year to year, that was an increase. And we are only talking about a 0.01% death rate in COVID. Like that's one tenth.
0: Who was. See, the thing is, obviously, there was a model. Somebody did a model. And when they plugged in the numbers into the supercomputer, it gave them just astronomical deaths, astronomical infections. I mean, they obviously freaked out about something.
1: Or they felt that. There was a zero misplaced, I'm sure,
0: somewhere. Yeah. Or they felt that. I mean, come on, I, you know, You, heard, I don't know if it's... I'm not going to say it's rumor I'd heard, you know, out mm. there in the ether. You know, the guy that did a lot of the predicting was having an affair, was with some other person out there. So if it was really that bad, why is he going around and being with other people?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know what you're, ta- what you're talking about. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like... Don't you
0: think if you if you were the so listen if you were the person that happened to look in the telescope and see an asteroid coming to earth do you not say anything and just let it hit or do you say something Well they're and, saying there's and, an
1: asteroid coming for by November or something Okay but
0: but here's the thing you said something so now, do you say, okay, I said something, but you know what? It, I don't think it's really going to hit. So I'm just going to go and play the stock market. I'm going to do all this other stuff. Like, if, if right. it was that serious, you would you would treat it seriously,
1: I well, guess. Is like on, where I'm on March 18th. On March 18th, which is when all of this started, the initial prediction was that 81 percent of the U.S. population would be infected with COVID, and it would cause 2.2 million deaths in the U.S. That was the Imperial College of uh, COVID-19's response team published a report uh, in their modeling. They figured that the uh, death rate was going to be 2.2, 2.2 million, million people. right? Just in the
0: United States, folks.
1: Yeah. We're not even talking the not world. nationally. Not world. That's just over our, in the U.S. So that was the initial prediction. I mean, that's a lot of people. So if you base all of your... Feelings and beliefs on that number. I get why they were so Absolutely. concerned. That makes sense. But
0: the problem was is that the numbers were so high because of the the elderly population that it was affecting.
1: Italy well, was there,
0: high, and we don't even know China. China's full of shit. So they don't. Yeah, we they don't, don't. I don't have, believe
1: anything coming out of China. I can't. I, I have, can't. I can't either. I have a friend that lives in really good friend that lives in Taiwan or Thailand, and he's telling me that the numbers are way different from China. Like the people who are close to that area are saying that the numbers are, that China's lying and has been
0: like China has more deaths or more positives than we, than, than they say. Yes. Right. Yes. Negatively, not positively.
1: And these guys at the time, they assumed an incubation period of 5.1 days. They assumed that symptom, those that are symptomatic from 4.6 days after the infection, uh, that's, And in those that are asymptomatic with an infectiousness profile over time, that results in a six point five day mean generation time. Like they had a lot of assumptions here. Nothing, nothing was specific in this data. Yeah. So the we assumed, we assumed, we assumed. It's all we assumed. Infection was assumed to be seeded in each county. Assumed there was no analysis of data from China as data from those returning on uh, reparation flights suggest that 40 to 50% of infections were not identified as cases. So, again, these were all assumptions because they assume that 30% of those that are hospitalized will require critical care, including mechanical ventilation. This is all, or ECMO. Like, that's crazy to yeah. think ECMO. So when you're making blanket assumptions, now I'm going to, what if I assumed that... Uh, if you don't give me $1,000 each, everybody in the U.S. give me $1,000, uh, there's going to be bombs dropped. Now Maybe that would be taken as a threat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sending it. Um, yeah, I bet. Everyone's going to send it because that's my assumption. So if I was the power as powerful as this group of people who made these assumptions... It's not even
0: scientific.
1: That's the problem. But, well, you, there's not. Gotta, there has to be some science behind but it, it. But it's, there's, a there's no
0: hypothesis. It's just their assumption. Well, you hypothesis is an assumption, right? A hypothesis but is the, an the assumption, but there's the a
1: statistics the, behind this. There's got to be statistics so that are driving it. The statistics in the beginning
0: were was first off, we didn't know what the death rate was in China, and then we have to follow up with what was the next country that got it and how bad. But if bad China
1: it was. lied initially, if China's lying about their data, and we based our numbers off of their Lying data. That's our why numbers I, I, are going to be skewed. Like I don't think our big, numbers are based on March. China. This is the printout I kept from March 18th. Right. So March 18th, it says that they estimate 2.2 million people in the U.S. will die, and the current number they is deaths is uh, total is 178 thousand. That's a that's a whole decimal point wrong. <laughs> I know, but um. I'm not saying I think that 178,000 people should have died. That's not it. I'm saying that, you know, that's, that's bad. But there isn't 2.2 2 million deaths worldwide. There's, no. there's 800,000 cases worldwide, not 2.2 2 million deaths, or 800,000 deaths worldwide, not 2.2 2 million deaths worldwide. And this, this was being believed to be just in the U.S. deaths.
0: Yeah, March 12th, you said, right?
1: Uh, 18th. March eighteenth is when this document was was developed or printed. You know, and that was in from Healthcare News at the time, um, and that was all the Imperial College COVID nineteen response team published a report, epidemiological modeling on non pharmacological interventions to reduce COVID nineteen cases and deaths and the demand for healthcare. So this is what drove our initial response and they compared everything with the 1918 infection rate of the uh Spanish flu.
0: Yeah, the pr- problem is we didn't have the 1918, we obviously didn't have what we have now. But well, we had, Italy Italy had more than 11,000 unexplained um unexplained excessive deaths in March. 11,000 deaths. So, were they pulling their data like their death rate off of Italy?
1: No, I think that they were utilizing SARS-1, Ebola, similar type, what they estimated to be the virility of this virus, the similar type transmission rates, right? So the difference Ebola? Seriously? Yeah, serious. Come
0: on, dude. I I mean, (laughs) they they blew Ebola up, and you would less likely to catch Ebola than, than... this I, disease. I
1: understand. Ebola. Well, didn't one person come to the U.S. with Ebola and they recovered?
0: Well, they brought a bunch and they brought them all. Uh, they, they brought Tennessee or something, in, right? Nebraska. Omaha. Omaha.
1: Bra- uh-huh. Yeah. So. But
0: we brought them in. They, You know what I yeah, mean? It's right, right, not right. like it was. Um, I think there was a nurse in Texas that had a patient and I think that patient was brought in. Nah, I don't think it was. Where she caught it, and she ended up going to Oklahoma as well, and they all survived.
1: Right. Well, so this this even says in this paperwork that uh, their understanding of infectious diseases and the prevention is now very different compared to the time in 1918. Most of the countries across the world face the same challenge today with COVID 19, and they said at the time the virus with a comparable lethality to H1N1 influenza from the 1918 flu. Two fundamental strategies are possible. Suppression, which is to reduce the reproduction number, the R number. Yeah. And mitigation, which is to prevent people from getting it by giving them medications, right? Yeah. So there's there's been multiple pandemics, so I don't understand. Nineteen fifty seven, nineteen sixty eight, two thousand nine influenza pandemic. Um none of which did a global shutdown. Shutdown. Nothing. So I don't know, and but here's the thing: we're
0: nowhere near where we were four months ago, and here we we're still the curve. We we're the curve, still right? shut down.
1: So we're still shut down to the nth degree. It's
0: like it's it's Vegas, so is,
1: is, Vegas, for people that don't know our town is we rely on on people coming here. Yeah, the only industry we have here is tourism.
0: I mean, football is not going to allow fans. Hockey doesn't allow fans baseball doesn't allow fans basketball you have digital fans so i mean come on
1: well i i don't know not a sports guy but i can tell you it's kind of weird so
0: yeah so so you know that's the that's the struggle i see you know i i want to um i i struggle with it because you know I struggle with it because I deal with, you know, I I have a family. I see it, right? I mean, I'm in it. Right. Um, I I don't know. I struggle. I'm sure everyone out there that struggles. But, you know, if you have any questions, we're still waiting for the first one, folks.
1: Yes. Questions are important because uh, we can't answer them if you don't ask them.
0: We got got, uh, two minutes left, I think, in this podcast. We're going to do two minutes. And I think the two minutes need to talk about the keto process. Okay, keto. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, just quickly for follow-up, I'm 2'10". Nice. Even. Nice. I've lost a whopping six and a half pounds. In, <laughs> in three or in four weeks, in a month. No, no. Try
1: six weeks. Six. Okay, in six weeks. This I is like a it.
0: long, slow. Now keep in mind, folks, I am not working out. I'm not doing anything extra. Right. I mean, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm just watching my... Not even watching calories. I'm just eating meat and cheese and fats and everything else. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. For keto. Right. But um, I th- finally did my measurements. Okay. And uh, I don't have them to compare with because I got to... Yeah, you didn't start at the beginning, I right? didn't start. I wish okay. I did. I feel like I've lost inches. Like, I do feel that. Way. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Tip my hat. So the reality of it is is I, I still feel pretty good okay. mentally there. Um I don't know. I mean we'll see. The process is, you know, the struggle's real, folks.
1: I have a friend doing keto and he's very pissed off because he hasn't lost any weight. He just he's not into it. He says that I haven't lost any weight and it's hard to eat this way and, and this is not good. Yeah, and
0: I'm not looking at so much weight loss. I mean, I would like to see more weight loss, but I'm really looking at actual physical inches. Can I right. get into my 34 pants that I have? Right.
1: right. I haven't I haven't I seen know. 34 pants in a while. You know,
0: 36, I'm good. <laughs> 34, not so much. Maybe, yeah. you know, may, maybe five more pounds. Who knows? That'd be cool. Yeah. If it's weight related or maybe five more inches, who knows, <laughs> right?
1: Well, I haven't lost weight, but I know I've lost inches. Very good.
0: You know this because...
1: Because I have to go further belt nice. dimensions to get nice. to get my belt on.
0: That's that's very important. Yeah.
1: So I can tell that's the case. And I'm physically stronger. Been doing a bunch more push ups. Push ups. Yeah. So I'm I'm still doing fifty a day, but uh I'm feeling stronger every day.
0: That's good. I need to do that.
1: I can do I can now do like twenty five straight Ooh. without without whereas before I was like to. Like a, nah, not spot, on your
0: but. knees, kind of thing. You're like,
1: oh, up. I have to be off my knees? What the? F- what the hell, man? Don't ruin my mojo. <laughs> I was I'm I was totally the, cool with. I was it. doing now, push-ups
0: leaning up against a couch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was I could lean against the wall while standing and push away I like from the, the wall. <laughs> I like
0: those pushups, those
1: are the best pushups. Yeah, it was uh convenient. It was the push-up you know, model, right? But I. I I did struggle over the weekend. I have to say I cheated pretty bad on my diet. I
0: figured you would have. You were on Uh, vacation. I was
1: on vacation. I was camping. And it's really hard to... It's not hard. It's just hard. To make uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks. That that part's fine. But when everything up there is... I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. And to truly create a meal, it takes the whole time. So I got to sit there and cook over the two or three burner stove I've got. Make food and do my yeah. thing and then, you know, Chick- all these different chicken. meals for yeah, chicken. you gotta take it with you and keep it cool. You know.
0: Yeah, it's a pain in the butt.
1: Kind of a pain. So So what'd you have? What'd well you, what, my my problem was I was really tired coming home. We came home and I was I was tired, physically tired. And I didn't want to my excuse to myself was I didn't want to wreck my vehicle with my family in it. So in order to stay awake I ate. Oh, I snacked on the way home. I agree. So for staying awake, I, you know. I, yeah, I sacrificed my diet. <laughs> good call to keep my family
0: like alive. I w- I, you know what I've noticed? For it sounds stupid, but no, it that does is a no, real thing. It totally makes sense because I have done like I'll do seeds, sunflower seeds.
1: Oh, that's a good thing to do. Yeah,
0: I can chew on seeds. I do not get tired. No, it's very. I'm ho- always playing around with yeah. you know the the seeds in my mouth to you know
1: right. So I, I had jerky which is good for you or whatever but you can only like eat so many bags of jerky before you so I had uh, some chips because they're crunchy and I had some twizzlers so anyway it wasn't great
0: uh, but that was only one day oh that's funny I didn't hear the want want wah for you oh but you had no problem doing it for me I'm sorry well I'll do the one wah, Let, wah. let's get that
2: thank you thank okay. you
1: you're welcome you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, here's here's the applause for me, really. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> no applause. Yeah, it's all crickets.
0: So, crickets. you know, send your messages in to us. We're yeah. dying to get our first question so yeah. we can read it. Info, well, read and it. Unbi-
1: info at medicallyunbiased.com and follow us on Twitter. I mean, come on, medicallyunbiased, it's really easy. I, there's not. A, there. There. There's only one follower. We did not get a second one, by the way. We did not get a second one. You're right. But that's okay. Because, I'm tired uh, of being
0: the one follower, so please get out there. <laughs> follow us have some fun with us yeah. you know it's not it's not all dry medical i mean yeah we talk about things but we we're happy to talk about whatever you need to talk about it. if you if, yeah. you if you have issues we'll talk about it if yeah. you have no issues and you have issues with other people having issues
1: if you have issues with us having issues we want to hear that too yeah, bring it on yeah if you don't like what we're talking about tell us you know
0: yeah we're we're not the type of
1: people that are going to bend our way to to fit your
0: um to fit your reality but we'll be happy to talk to you about it
1: yeah or right? we we'll, we'll, or if there's something that we're missing please bring it up i want to know like this is science and that's i'm not saying that everything we're talking about is accurate we could be totally wrong on something and i'd like to know yeah someone needs to tell me and correct me so uh give us a listen give us a shout out holler at us on twitter and we'll talk with you next time bye-bye you've been listening to medically unbiased Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Medically Unbiased. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening.